Hey everyone, welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 68. Thank you for listening. Make sure wherever you're listening, you five-star rate and subscribe and share and support the podcast. Uh, This week, we'll talk about what's in the news uh, as well. Lots in the news this week. Not much in the finance roundtable, so we'll go go through that quickly. Question of the week as well, and slight, smaller personal update. But again, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting the podcast, and hope you enjoy this week's show. All right, market update this week. Market update. It's actually a little bit more excitement in the market this week so far. Anyways, um, this is what you guys wanted, right? A little bit of excitement, a little bit of volatility to make you interested and not be pulled away by the craziness of the wild, wild west of the cryptocurrency world. But yesterday we had a bit of volatility and a little bit of a steam taken off the market. Um, which is to be expected in a scenario where the S&P was up 5.4% in uh, last month and the month in April and then the month prior up around 4%. So, you know, a correction was to be expected at some point, not even a correction, just a pullback. And really it was based off the inflation scare, which I've talked about it before. And, you know, cyclicals usually do well during inflationary periods, but um, that was the biggest scare of the market. There was nowhere to hide yesterday. Today we were actually rebounding, which when you have a lot of liquidity in the market, um, people are buying the dips, which is a smart thing in the sense when you realize that, you know, the Fed is telling us that this inflation is transitory. Even if you have a print that was showing that prices are rising um, and it scared the market for a day, um, the smart money, you know, saw that there would be some sort of uh, rebound and there is currently so far today, although that's tapered off a little bit midway through the day. That's that market update for today. Quick one. Um, still rather quiet in the markets, um, but a little bit of excitement for people that need that um, yesterday. What's the news? Uh, Elon Musk seems to be dominating the news cycle. Yesterday, he tweeted um, that they would Tesla would suspend vehicle purchases using Bitcoin, and he said it was out of concern of rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels for Bitcoin mining. So Bitcoin mining is a whole rabbit hole I won't go down too much of, but in sense, Bitcoins have to be mined um, in different scenarios to to actually be created. So it uses a lot of energy to do so, and it's apparently fossil fuels being used which is of concern to Elon Musk, um, is just why he tweeted that they would no longer be accepting it. There were some people that rebunked or debunked his tweet saying that um, Bitcoin mining is, is actually, you know, being done in a, in a more conservative manner um, than, than he kind of explained it. But that was his decision. And, he's, and actually the price of, you know, all crypto, the crypto market seemed to pull back. Doge, Bitcoin, all of them pulled back on this news uh, from... Elon Musk. And yeah, he's, he drives a lot of, you know, the crypto market, which is interesting enough. A lot of what he says fuels speculation. Uh, this time it went the other way. Um, speaking of different investments, SoftBank, which is typically SoftBank is literally just an investment giant. Uh, you can look, think of them in kind of the tech way of doing things um, for the Japanese tech way of doing things in comparison to like a Berkshire Hathaway, just a holding company investment company they backed uber alibaba and this week um they came out with their earnings and they posted um a pretty pretty strong numbers you know a year ago 
they were crushed with the $18 billion loss in its vision fund. A lot of that driven by WeWork. Um, they plowed a lot of money into WeWork, which WeWork <laughs> valuation plummeted. Um, the IPO failed. Um, and that's why a year ago they posted an $18 billion loss. Now SoftBank posted a print of a $46 billion profit uh, for its 26, 2020 fiscal quarter, the highest ever for the Japanese company. Um, that's double previous record set by Toyota at $5 billion more than Google's 2020 profit. That's pretty impressive. Um, pretty much, you know, they have just a long, incredibly long-ass holding period. They're plowing money into the companies and the areas and the artificial intelligence and different tech things that they believe in and just plan to hold forever. Um, they don't plan to really sell. They just want to hold forever, and that's... You know, a lot of people understand like a longer holding period, getting at the ground floor and having a longer holding period bodes well for for smarter investors, early investors. And, and that's something, you know, a lot of people need to have their eyes open for. Speaking of early investors, the people that were early investors in Bumble um, that actually got out might be happy because right now, even though Bumble reported a first quarter user growth and revenue growth and profit and exceeded expectations, the shares have been down. The shares have been pretty much down since IPO. I checked them out. They just haven't been performing well. I think in this environment, a social media platform like Bumble needs to either be acquired or be acquiring smaller platforms. Um, and they just don't, I just don't think they have the withstand to, you know, the growth expectations are going to be needed from investors. They're not going to be able to do that. They they said that they had 30% rise in in paying users up to 2.8 million from 2.2 million a year ago, same quarter, which is, you know, what, 600,000 users. That's just, I don't think that's enough for the market appetite of growth that they're looking for. Um, and even though they had strong print, uh, market didn't really take to it. And they were down in after hours. So, you know, that's that's an interesting thing to watch. I just, I kind of like watching the company, just kind of find it interesting. Great story by the founder, obviously. Um, but, you know, struggles for, for Bumble early on. And and moving towards back to inflation news, what what is going on with the users? Consumer prices rose 4.2% in April from a year ago from the 2.6% gain in March and more and, and, and economists expected more. So what's going on really? You're, you're seeing different supply chains are broken. Um, you're seeing the pandemic ending and, and people fully vaccinated. So they're out traveling, buying clothes, different things. Stimulus was poured into to the economy, money still being printed. Um, and so this is all played into the inflation, whether transitory or not. Transitory means short term or not that we're seeing currently right now because uh, the Fed chair Jerome Powell said the run up of prices is directly related to all these different things the winding down of the pandemic. Um, and they argue that this is just, the Fed is just pretty much saying this is just a quick transitory thing of 2021 and we'll go back to, to more normalized area. Used cars are jumping, people are spending. Um, that's something to watch out for in the coming days. Uh, you'll hear a lot, lot more about it. And I talked about it even a couple months ago, I was talking about this on WEX. Um, and so I was kind of one of the first to see or alert people of this. And one of the other ways, if we go back to pandemic news, 
kind of a good thing for Uber and Lyft. They're actually going to be giving free rides to vaccine sites up until July 4th under a new partnership with the White House. Um, White House direct uh, COVID-19 coordinator said that they detail the steps for Uber and Lyft to do this. Uh, they want to get as many people, the target of 70,000 of the U.S. adult population, having at least one dose by July 4th. Um, and they're really, really focused on that. And I actually saw a stat that showed that cases were going down. And I think it's presumably because of a lot more people being vaccinated, which is impressive. I think this rollout, which started out bumpy, has gotten a lot, lot better. And and that's really impressive from, uh, you know, the administration, the current administration doing uh, a huge push to get everyone vaccinated. Uh, so that's really, really cool. Moving on to eBay news. Does anyone still use eBay? I didn't even know they were still in play, uh, but they're now trying to make themselves more relevant by allowing people to buy digital uh, tokens of the platform. They're also, I think, allowing people to sell uh, NFTs or non-fungible tokens. Um, so they're trying to make themselves more relevant um, by moving into this digital crypto uh, space. And they're gonna add more blockchain capabilities, they said, in the next um, in the next near future. So you're probably going to see a bump in more things talked about on eBay just because of that tailwind of cryptocurrency, which is quite interesting. Um, in, in going outside news, you have the, the staying inside news and then the going outside news. Live Nation, which is an interesting company in the sense that they're just like a you know concert going ticket platform and whatnot. I mean, you know exactly all the ways they make money, but you know obviously they had a terrible quarter during the pandemic because everything was shut down. It's if you're a concert giant company, um, and and everything is shut down where no one is going to concerts. Obviously, they're not even happening. Their sales plunged eighty four percent from twenty nineteen in twenty twenty. So that's crazy. Um, that's crazy. The company's sales can drop 84% and still survive. That's also another thing. Um, but the stock is jumping or rebounding, I should say, just based on the fact that they have concerts coming back, uh, Bad Bunny, and they have different people. Um, so that's, I thought it was interesting. They're calling it slingshot um, companies, ones that are going to you know benefit from this crazy mass reopening and in, in this summer. So that's something to see. And I know if they're getting you know inquiries about a cryptocurrency, it's just because people have seen headlines. Ethereum, which is the one the cryptocurrency, ETH, Ether is the the actual token, but Ethereum, the powers NFT and DeFi apps is obviously moving up. This is something that I kind of saw going. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see just a lot of inquiries about that. We'll talk more about it in the roundtable what New Street plans to do for people that want to be involved in this space. And lastly, I guess somber news. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but Bill and Melinda Gates announced that they are splitting. This is two or three years in the work, according to Melinda Gates, consulting with her lawyers um, as she filed for divorce. Um, and, and and that's um, she's a philanthropist and has done great work. Um, Bill's obviously done a lot of philanthropic work. And um, yeah, I guess we'll praise up to them. But that is all we have in the news update this week. We'll go on to the round table next. Hey everyone, welcome back to our brief finance round table update. Um, not much this week in the round table, so I'll keep it short and we'll move to the question of the week. But thank you again for a sport share likes of the past week's news. Um, we've always talked about trying to do something 
that was much, much different from what other people were doing um, and will continue to do that. Speaking on that note, yes, you know, I know every time you see the headlines and different things and you get FOMO of cryptocurrency, which you shouldn't, but we are in the works of allowing, you know, current new sheet members in the community to get that on a platform where it's professionally managed and you're not doing stuff like losing a bunch of your money. So we'll, we'll be in the works of that. It's very close to being done. I've been working tirelessly to get that up for clients in the community, um, for people that, you know, want exposure to different things um, that can bode well for them. So we're going to be the, one of the first firms in the country uh to do this for a client one of the first firms in the country to do this for clients um and yeah i guess you know for clients it's going to be a, a great thing and then if there are other people in the community that outside the community they have to be first part of this community and it's been a great way to to help people and so we'll do that and there's also other things in the work there's gonna be other things in the next six seven eight nine months you'll see that are for people that have done the foundational work um and now want to look at other ways to get invested um into to different things and we'll be able to share more of that later but there's a lot in the works it's a look in the future we're really i really am you know thankful for what we've been trying to do and one the great people that have been supporting doing the right things from the beginning um that is you know very cool to see you know i i I'm not a big social media person that wants to post all the time and talk about this or that, but it was really cool to see people that are understanding what we're building. And so, yeah, that's a quick brief update. We'll be able to share more, but yes, there is stuff we're going to be doing and I'll be able to announce the crypto stuff soon when we get all that set up and onboarded for people and then other things as well coming down the pipeline, but very exciting, really, really exciting for time for people to be doing the work, um, to be honest, and looking out at their future 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, what they want to leave uh, for themselves and for their family. So we'll be able to update more, but let's go to the question of the week. Question of the week, folks. Question of the week. This is a really long question, so I won't probably go through all of it. We'll skim through, uh, but the premise is from the listener. My boyfriend's brother gave me 6000 to buy a house 12 years ago. It rose 128% in value. How much should I give him back? Um, so the right reader writes, um, um, 12 years ago, my boyfriend's brother lent us 6000 to cover closing costs on a home purchase plus a little extra for initial repairs um if it's relevant the title and mortgage in the house are in my name only and my bro- boyfriend and i have always have separate bank accounts initially because the house is in terrible shape he viewed the loan more along the lines of an investment and planned to continue funding the necessary repairs and upgrades in return for a share of any increase in value shortly after lending us the money however he bought his own home and told us he would not be able to finance any further renovations when i refinanced the mortgage a year and a half later i offered to pay him back but since he had been we knew where we were in the process of renovating and my boyfriend wasn't making as much money as he was accustomed to because of some health problems. He just told us to hold on to the money and we could pay it back at a later time. No part of this transaction was ever committed to a paper. Uh, <laughs> and the only occasional reference ever made in the arrangement since then has been during visits to our home when we sometimes jokingly refer to him as a shareholder. Now, 12 years later, we live in a significantly improved home with the low mortgage rates, I'm planning to refinance, use the money to pay off the current mortgage, mortgage, plus the home equity loan I took out seven years ago to make the improvements. Um, and it goes on to say, 
I bought the house for 125k and now it's worth approximately 285 with 185 owed. I informed my brother's boyfriend about the plan and this time when I offered to pay him back out of the extra funds left from from the refi he accepted, leaving me at a total loss about how much to pay him over the above initial 6,000. Needless to say, interest is never discussed nor do I have any idea what any expectations he has regarding any growth in his investment. Um yeah, this is a long one but she wants to know what she should give back based on the $6,000 initial loan she received from her brother's boyfriend. You know, obviously leaving the investment angle aside, you obviously want to get these things on paper. Even if you're dealing with family or anything, you want to get these things on paper just because it helps have everything initialed out and etched out in stone just so that you know you don't have to go off and, and have uncomfortable conversations when you already have a paper that is detailing the uncomfortable conversation for you and can be referenced. So um, obviously with the 6,000 that could have been done over 12 years, you can look at it as a scenario of, okay, you could do a 5% compounding interest rate. You could look at, you know, what it would have been if it was put in the stock market um, at around roughly conservative 7 to 8% per year. Um, there's different ways to look at it. Um, and you would obviously have to have that conversation with the gentleman to understand what he was expecting but you can go as high as you know 11 12k based on you know a 5% compound compounded interest rate uh, which would just be shy as 11 or just you know add an extra $1000 uh, to be 12 um, based on the house doubling in value. So I would think you would want to take an approach of looking at it, what the the opportunity cost was. You know, he would have had his money at, elsewhere. So you definitely want to add some sort of interest rate based on what you guys discussed, whether it was stock market or just a 5% um, compounded interest rate for a loan that would have happened at that time. Um, and so that's how I would do it. But you definitely have to give something – um, and next time you want to use and it etch this out, at least quickly just sketch something out on paper via DocSign. Everyone can do that these days um, and, and you'd be done with it. But yeah, it's a really, really good question. And with that, we're not even going to jump into too much. You know, it was a great, you know, great busy week. We still have much more to be accomplished, much more people doing great things like saving, sharing the podcast. So we hope that continues. We it will continue. Um, but yeah, if anything else, drop me a line. We appreciate you. We will talk next week.